Hey everybody, my name's Dane. And I'm Jimmy. And our podcast is called Bubbling Questions. We do would-you-rathers from listeners and a Twitter bot. Along with one-person game shows using ridiculous stuff we find on the internet. Like what kind of ridic are we talking? <laughs> I shall not tell you. Okay, all from our very real hot tub. Oh yeah, 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 very real, uh, not a gimmick at all. <laughs> find Bubbling Questions wherever you get podcasts. And I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Welcome to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jessica Baldoni. And I'm Robert Negoesco. And today is June 23rd, 2022. And we're back once again from our monthly hiatus. It's summer now. It's summer. Welcome. It was spring last time. It is. And it really is summer. Though today is less hot, which is nice. I'm not melting anymore. Yeah. I appreciate it's- that. It must it's be been, really hot where you are. Uh, it's been brutal. Luckily, I live under redwood trees, but um, when I go into town and stuff, it's just like, yeah, it's scorching. Yeah. It was like, but there's water here, so. Oh, that's good. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like 95 two days ago, and like even the store, you know, which is like a cave, uh, yeah. it couldn't take it anymore. The cave collapsed. <laughs> they uh, got in. I, I believe it. I, I have been there when it's... Uh, <laughs> I used to bring my fan in yeah. to work just so it could be right by my face because it was so hot. <laughs> like lean against the fan. Yeah. <laughs> the comics start to curl. Like. But that was during the pandemic. I was scared of, I was like, am I blowing COVID germs everywhere? <laughs> now the COVID germs are just everywhere. Like you can't. Yeah. <laughs> there's always blowing in your face <laughs> it's it's like poison ivy in this uh in this issue where she's like blowing the oh yeah <laughs> spores spores everywhere <laughs> yeah this is very apt for today yeah. so let's get into it so uh poison ivy number one uh written by g willow wilson of miss marvel fame which we'll get into as well a little bit later oh, and yeah. artist is uh marcio 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 takara We'll say Marcio. Yeah. Um, and then Colors by Ari Prianto and a bunch of other people also working this. Ton of variants for this. Yeah. I got the uh, Anka Pride variant. I just thought it was a cool cover. Yeah, Chris Anka. Yeah. One. I also, I have two of these. I, I got the one in 25 because I thought it was so good by Nick Robles. Oh, nice. And But the one I'm looking at right now is just the main cover. Well, first, I don't know if you know this up top of your head. I didn't look this up. Is this Poison Ivy's first solo no. series? No. no. I, I assume she had something. like. Yeah, she's had a couple different series already. Um, okay. I think Amy. Oh, my God. I'm just going to blank on her name. Just Amy, we'll call her. <laughs> <laughs> so, there has been one. Yeah. That's, all, that's all I wanted to know. Yeah, she had a six-issue six miniseries um, just a few years ago. Okay. Was, um, which is really hard to find now because, of course, DC has put it out of print. <laughs> but it was pretty I, I'm I'm into this, and it's like, um, you know, for there being like 85 Batman books every month, it's like, why not give more of... It's like, it's not just Joker and Harley and Batman... Like give all these villains like give me a Mr. Freeze series. Give me a I don't know Killer Croc. I don't know you know somebody like yeah because they did all those one shots for those villains not too long ago. But yeah, they were just one shots. So yeah, yeah what and, what are they what are they all up to? Yeah, <laughs> flesh them out like this. Like I mean, I definitely think that uh, Wilson was pulling it. I mean, she's definitely like at least thinking of. Alan Moore's Swamp Thing with this. Like, yeah, they even mentioned Swamp Thing in this series. Yeah, she says the green man, the right? Man. You're supposed to know who that is. I was like, that's cool. I yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they've uh, teamed up before. I mean, it would just make sense that they're like, she's kind of the like by any means necessary version of, of him. I don't think, but I mean, 
in Alan Moore's thing, he like takes over Gotham City. So it's like yeah. if pushed to it, I which is what I like. I like that the they're they're symbols of nature, and it's like nature doesn't care. Yeah. You know, it's just because you dead is nature. You know, right. you're feeding the earth. You know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like she has like some kind of disease, like a fungal disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of gross. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but she is like. I don't know what she's made of anymore you know like is she part plant I think so yeah but it also seems like if that guy had shot her she would like she oh there's a scene here in Wyoming with these like uh I don't know rednecks for lack of a better term and they like she's like I wish he had pulled the trigger like so she's like borderline suicidal but she has things to do right because she has basically just been in this like loving relationship with harley yeah um, for the past few years basically and uh but now she's been overcome with like this fungal infection we'll say <laughs> um and so she had to leave harley um she knows she's gonna die because um, it would have spread to her it would have spread to her exactly so she's on a, a deathly road trip we'll say <laughs> okay okay that that makes a little more sense i just that little bit i mean like i kind of picked up on that but yeah okay yeah makes a lot more sense right and yeah on our on our deathly road trip she's uh encountered yeah some some rednecks and uh she you know she's she's poison ivy she's never been a good guy no. uh, i mean once in a while she's saved some people here and there but like not really by choice. <laughs> I would say. No, it's for the it's for always for nature. Yeah, it's always for nature or by convenience. Yeah, because I mean, how I interpret her is like she literally actually views a person on the same level as a flower or a chipmunk or an, it's like you're just a being of life because you're more complex. That means nothing to me. Yeah, exactly. which, which I love. And I love that. I mean, it's like I don't feel like this is softening her either. Uh, I think a lot of like times where they explore villains, they do that, you know, um, right. this is still her. Like she doesn't really care like about any of these people, you know, she cares about nature and the people that she cares about. And that's it. And that's, that's cool. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And even like she's, so she has like her little, almost like serial killer van, you know, <laughs> she, yeah. except it has like a unicorn on it, which is awesome. And like in the van, she has people that she murdered. Yeah, yeah uh, they're just like dead people in the back seat, yeah. like <laughs> covered in fungus and stuff, yeah. but she doesn't bother her. No, <laughs> they're her plant people now, dead plant people. Yeah, I did think of like Henry portrait of a serial killer or something. And I was like, that's a pretty crazy thing for me to be thinking of when I'm reading this Poison Ivy comic. Good job. Yeah, I loved it. I love that it's more of like a horror comic. Yeah. Um, and because it's very different from other DC books, especially right now. Um, and nature's scary. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it is. Just go out into the woods and just keep going. You will be scared. <laughs> like, yeah. And a lot of the a lot of the Poison Ivy comics in the past or like the miniseries, they over-sexualized her. Um, sure. And that last miniseries definitely did that, which is why I didn't like it very much. Um Sure. this one is the opposite of that you know they have her just wearing like cargo pants and you know a t-shirt or you know like a yeah like a tank top or an oversized shirt um, yeah that's the first time I think I've ever seen her dressed like that um, yeah that's a good point and yet still people try to sexualize her like those men that she meets you know but it's like there, there's nothing there's not even that air of like well look at you looking like that it's like she's literally just sitting at a bar like (laughs) totally minding her own business not even not even like dressed up or nothing and it's just like okay you guys are creeps i guess this is uh it's totally justified yeah minding her own business having a beer and they still they still do that to her (laughs) i work in landscaping yeah like flowers and stuff yeah (laughs) sexy flowers yeah and yeah she like socks that one dude in the face yeah (laughs) it's great um but yeah like there's that one full page splash of her like fully like i don't know mutated out and it's like like, enveloped in the mushrooms or the fungus hell yeah and i'm it's like 
make Poison Ivy a formidable, fearsome foe. Like, because she's always been interesting, but she's never been scary, at least to me. Yeah. And this direction is quite frightening. Yeah, because she's talking about the mass extinction. Because um, <laughs> that's, she feels like that's what's coming. Um, so, yeah, and that's, that's what they're talking about. That's what she's bringing is uh, a whole lot of death. Um, and like as she covers everybody in these this, this fungus, um, you even see like that maybe they're still alive after they're covered in this goo, this fungal goo. So are they yeah, this guy, fungal the guy who's like colors, <laughs> colors. Yeah. <laughs> as he's dying, it's like oh, you you just and it says this psych psilocybin induced light show, mm-hmm. but it's like you must die or whatever, but you're just like tripping crazy balls. I mean, it makes sense. It doesn't like hurt them when they're dying that they like just go into like an ecstasy almost like, yeah. Well, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you're still dying, whatever. (laughs) Feeding the plants. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought it was super cool. Yeah. I'm definitely on board for poison Ivy uh, for this series. I'll, Definitely give number two a second glance. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and I like the art. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that, but. Oh, yeah. Art's really good. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a nice change from some of the other, you know, big twos that have been coming out recently. Yeah, no, it's got a gnarly sort of quality to it. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also from DC this week. Oh, I should mention, too, they, they do like a DC Pride um on the on the cover of poison ivy because you know her and harley have a relationship a nice relationship Um, oh that's on all of them okay yeah it's on all well yeah uh, on every one of the dc comics that came out this month that there is like a a gay or lesbian relationship they have like a pride little banner oh okay nice Um, yeah good, good job dc yeah uh well mostly mostly it's a it's a fine pursuit but uh i do i do have some issues with this uh our our next book which is you know called dc pride 2022 right uh so yeah new stories fan favorite characters and more pride than ever before yeah what i don't know okay (laughs) um i got the uh jen bartell variant cover with uh harley and poison ivy on it oh yeah great cover we sold out of those yeah we had a ton of them um but it's yeah it's a beautiful cover there's also like a one in 25 foil variant which is selling for a lot of money cool Um, and And they covers like a wraparound or something i think yeah there's there's a bunch of covers for this uh i also just have the regular flag variant um which has all the colors of the rainbow um which what is cool is that you do get to see like all of the characters um, that are in the, the gay pride family now of DC, which is a lot more than I actually thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, all that's, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what people are thinking, but it's uh, I'm all for it. Make it, but it's just like, to me, the best way to show pride is to have amazing stories that okay. happen to have, you know, queer characters and it's like some of these are pretty good and some of these feel very patronizing are very forced yeah um and i think the first story is that yeah oh definitely (laughs) that one's like super forced yeah and you know i i really like uh nick robles and devin grayson um who, who wrote this first story but and it's basically just about, you know, John, uh, Superman, the Superman's son, uh, going to Pride with Robin, who is also gay, right? Damien? I'm not sure. I, did, I, I don't know. He is. Um, and yeah, so they're just going to go to Pride. And I don't know. Damien just kind of pisses me off in general. Whenever he's in a comic, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's like, like a psychopath, but it's supposed to always be funny. But it's like, it's not funny anymore. No, like I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they 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 really force in like that little 
quip about um, the, the, the uh, oh my God, what am I, Stonewall, that's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah, that was absolutely, he shoved in there. Oh yeah, they're like, make sure we get some history in here. Yeah, it's, he's like, pride's a riot, pride's gonna be a riot. Right. <laughs> Just like, what? <laughs> John's like, you know, that hasn't happened since 1969. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> and yeah. I thought, like, we're trying to create some kind of lesson in history. And maybe people don't know about Stonewall. And it's just like, I, I get it. But <laughs> it's a noble pursuit. All of this is towards a noble pursuit. I mean, right. some of DC stuff does come off like uh, a little like bandwagony, too, you know, um, right. and maybe all of these issues but sometimes bandwagony doesn't have to be a bad thing right you know i mean it's still adding to this um and there is like cool moments i mean like i think him with the rainbow cape mm -hmm. is like cool symbolism you know and then the moment where he's like oh i don't know what would my dad think if i was on a float at a, and he's like and damien it's like the one thing that damien he's like your dad would love it because it's you being you and it's like, that's a still a very like, you know, chilling, nice moment. Um, yeah. But what is, yeah. I, I don't know. Does it even have to say that? It's Superman. Like Superman loves everybody. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, we said this like, like a little bit off mic. It's like on some level, these seem like pride stories for straight Wednesday warriors. Right. Exactly. It's a way to get them to dip their toes into this. Sure. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but are those guys oh. even buying this to read that? Or are they just buying that for the cover? You know what I mean? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they are reading it and maybe it does teach them something. And if so, great. I mean, <laughs> I hope so. Obviously, I hope so. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I hope all that stuff. Um, yeah, too. Uh, the next the next story is Confessions uh, with Nubia, who's, you know, a recent character to yeah. Wonder Woman um family and i love the art in this one but yeah like it is beautiful both styles too because it it has like a little framing device where they're like talking and then it like does a flashback story but it's in the style of like a classic comic i really like that stuff but even the like painterly uh framing device art style is really good yeah and this story didn't bother me that no no, this was my favorite one, like yeah. the all women wrestling match and big Barda and stuff yeah. like it was just fun and cool. Yeah. And and that's what I like too. just like show a story with, you know, gay characters like it's not, there was nothing forced. Um, yeah, it's super fun. And yeah, like that's all that's all you need to do. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just tell a good story <laughs> first. Exactly. Be inclusive. Tell a good story. Yeah. And yeah, I don't. I don't see anything wrong with that. And then, yeah, they show the two characters like kissing at the end. Um, and just, yeah, real, real quick about that, like showing gay characters kissing. Um, that's fine. You can do that, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's like a controversy. Okay, yeah, there's like a big controversy over Lightyear right now. And people are all up in arms because they have two women kissing in that movie. Oh. And yeah, they're like, you're a forced gay agenda in our kids' movies, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Yeah, yeah okay. So maybe if we show more of this type of stuff in comics, just in a regular story, like maybe people will be, you know, less apt to like go crazy when they see that in movies, you know? Yeah. Um, what other ones? I mean, there's so many. We don't have to go through every single one of them. Yeah. Um, for ones that stood out, I mean, the which one is this not the next one but the Batgirl story had pretty cool art I thought yeah um I, I thought it was really fun looking the uh that would be Lynn Yoshi uh, the up at bat story mm -hmm. with uh Tamara Bonvillain colors um I don't have much I mean for the the story I mean it was fine but the art the art was cool um yeah, I really like the the gumshoe and green art. Yeah, definitely. The mystery, yeah, Teeny Howard. And Teeny Howard always writes a pretty good story. And then, yeah, Evan Cagle, who I don't really know, 
Um, so this is a pretty new artist to me. And yeah, I thought this was beautiful. It's almost, it's like that black and white. And then it's just, because it's a, you know, Green Lantern story, it just had these like flashes of green. Yeah. Um, yeah. And wait, I, wait, wait for a uh, Green Lantern, black, white, and green. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that'll be the first in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked later in the book, uh, the Harley Quinn poison Ivy. Uh, I, I didn't care for the, the story didn't engage me really them like training or whatever but the art i thought was really cool by zoe like, thorogood yeah zoe thorogood it really looks like a lot like chris anka a little bit yeah, yeah. So zoe's really good i've seen her stuff a lot and it's like sketchy and raw and this it almost looks like like the coloring takes that away but like if you did different coloring this almost looks like it could be like old school comic art like right. 80s or something yeah and it switches like Harley in and out of her like normal attire too. Sometimes she's in her like old school um, Harley suit and then she's back in her like regular like Harley nowadays look. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's really cute. And it they are, this is not a, not a uh, insult at all. This is a compliment. The art is wonky. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I love it. You know, I don't see that very often in modern, uh, superhero comics are always perfected and the fact that this is allowed to be wonky is is terrific i would like to see more like that oh yeah yeah and they're having like a little battle and talking about like imposter syndrome and like all stuff like that and yeah it was cute yeah um but yeah i guess for me the best story is the last one that they end with mm -hmm. um this is called finding batman and it's written by Kevin Conroy, who we all know as the voice of Batman, the most, you know, I mean, he's the most iconic Batman. Yeah, we've heard his voice probably the most over time since he was Batman for so long in the animated series and then in some movies and Justice League shows, multiple yeah. shows. He shows up in the Superman show. He's the voice in the Arkham games, which are like crazy huge. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is his sort of story about being a young gay actor leading up to uh, when he gets the part for Batman and how his experiences as being a gay man uh, led him to be able to embody the role. And as he puts it, it's like he was able to take, you know, his, you know, playing straight to the world as his that's bruce wayne and then batman's the real him you know sort of thing and it's like it's all really cool you know especially if you grew up with that show to you know it creates a ton of context for the show yeah and everything yeah and it's a really heartfelt story too yeah which is really nice um uh, and yeah you really yeah you really feel like connected to it um which is and really different from the other stories yeah when he brings up stonewall i didn't roll my eyes right exactly <laughs> he's like it had just happened because it's like oh yeah you were like there <laughs> mm -hmm. not not there at stonewall but right right, right. yeah <laughs> in time but yeah um and it gets you know it has a slur in it yeah. a couple times a couple but times. uh yeah that's um, what happened you know to yeah. him exactly and of course, I mean, it's a happy ending because he's Batman to like everybody. <laughs> I, I, every Batman book I read, that's who's in my head. It right, doesn't, even if I read the 40s Batman, it's still, it's always Kevin. Mm -hmm. Probably forever, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's the iconic voice. And he's a very nice man in real life, too. I met him a couple times at Con. I bet. Um, okay. Lastly, we have uh, issue one of The Closet. This is from uh, James Tinian, art by Gavin Fullerton, and colors by Chris O'Halloran. So, yeah, this is from the Tiny Onion studio. <laughs> yeah, Tinian, Tiny Onion. Tiny Onion, very, very cool. And this is an image book. Yeah, this is an image book, but this is like from his, he does this like online 
or what is that that studio now that oh, they it's like that web that thing that all of those artists are doing or writers are doing oh my god web, like a webtoon or something not webtoon but we can talk about webtoons later um it's that mail uh mail service that everyone's doing the subscription service mail service yeah let's all send our comics by mail now um yeah, it doesn't work out great yeah. <laughs> i'm in the middle of that now i'm like oh yeah people don't want that yeah <laughs> um yeah so basically everyone signs up and you can actually just like read them all online if you pay a subscription service I actually don't want to link it because then people might do that and not come shop at the store. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So this was originally there, but now it's being a print comic. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like Snyder has like a big one. Jeff Lemire is doing it. Like all the big names or Hickman has one. Um, they're all kind of getting into this so they can make more money and, you know, print more comics, I guess this way. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll generate interest prior to a print run to see how many you want to print, maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm sure it, we live in, in uh, like the statistics world, right? Where it's like you get to see, how, oh, oh, okay, 26 to 35 males like my book, or, you know, exactly. All yeah. that stuff is super helpful. Right. And you get like exclusive covers and stuff like that when you sign up. Um, like Jen Bartel has one too uh yeah so they're, they're all doing stuff like that right now um for anyway, sure well this, that's where this started and where it came from um and well, it's more horror from uh tinian yeah and it's kind of interesting because i don't think we we sold quite a few of these but i don't think we sold as much as we would have if it was maybe the first run of it you know what i mean interesting yeah 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 i i didn't realize that but yeah i mean if there was another way, you know, I don't know if I would have bought this. I probably would have bought this if I had flipped to the uh, the page that shows the monster because that's just so cool. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's another one. Yeah. Blue book. Yeah, like in the back, it even says bluebook.com. Um, so you can get more exclusives there. Uh, yeah. So, oh, Substack. That's what it's called. Oh, OK. 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 Yeah. Now I know. So now y'all can go to Substack and. <laughs> yeah, it was. I thought it was a pretty good little uh, in beginning to a horror story. Yeah, I mean, we all know he knows how to write a, a horror comic. Um, he's no stranger to it. Um, yeah, and this is this is good. Um, basically, starts off with a guy, you know, drinking at a bar. He's moving out of town. Um, just having one last drink or free. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty unlikable protagonist. Yeah. Uh yep. which good I mean, you know, I don't like him, but you know, that good for them for doing that. Right. Uh, Cuz this guy like, yeah, he he kind of sucks. He he's yeah. drinking while he's supposed to be out getting packing tape for the move. Right. Um and then he gets a bunch of drinks and then he shows up with what? A bunch of masking tape. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even get the right tape. He's very whiny. <laughs> yeah. And like, even when he's with his kid, like there's the whole thing where his kid's afraid of the closet. That's really what, I mean, the comics, the closet, it's because there's a monster in there. Um, and then like, he's talking to the bartender. He, the bartender tells him that thing about like the unicorn piss. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 the point there is true though, where it's like when a parent takes the child's fear seriously. And then when they're like, I can dispel it you believe it. I remember as a kid, my mom gave me like, I had horrible nightmares like all the time. And she gave me like little totems. You know, one, one was a Dino, like from, uh, you know, the Flintstones, like, yeah. you know, and it was just, she was just like, if this is by your bed, you won't have nightmares. And it yeah. purely because I believed they right. did go away, you yeah. know? And it, yeah, it's all in your, that, it, hmm? it's all in your subconscious exactly and yeah he he tries that with his kid but it's just like so half-assed like... yeah he takes like a, <laughs> a glass of water uh because he's like uh yeah first asks his wife do we have any empty spray bottles and she's like no everything's packed up like yeah and so he just like the kid watches him fill a glass of water in the sink and it's like he's like 
I saw mm. you. I saw you put the water in the glass. Yeah. Like, no, it's unicorn piss. And the kid's like, no, it's not. Like, so yeah, he just kind of does everything half-assed. And I mean, he's drunk showing up for that, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course the monster is, is real. But I mean, what I did learn, you know, from R.L. Stein is always, if you have a child and it's horror, Right. distant parents there's nothing scarier than yeah. that and it's like if we are going to follow this kid maybe in the next one yeah showing how because di- i mean the mom doesn't seem awesome either just they just seem distant you know yeah. seems very fed up yeah but yeah um the art good in the story i think um yeah it's nice and creepy it kind of reminds me of a uh, paul Asazeda. okay i don't know uh, he did work with Kirkman. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it has that nice, like, thick, heavy lines and a lot of black. Um, yes, and once it gets to, like, the, the monster in the closet, it really looks like a, an alien. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what it's evoking to me. Like, I mean, it does look like an alien, but it was like, it felt, like, very familiar. Mm-hmm. But but I could never put my finger on it. Uh, but yeah, it's very freaky, shadowy. It doesn't look like it has any eyes. Just has uh, teeth. Yeah. Maybe it has eyes. I don't know. Uh, doesn't look like it. <laughs> disturbing little creature. Um, yeah. But uh, I I do think it's a good sort of like intro, and and it, it ends. You know, this is just the first issue. It's going to go elsewhere, so I'll spoil it. But it like ends with like, it's coming with us. Yeah, it went into the little box, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just climbed into that box to move with them. <laughs> Very creepy. Um, yeah. I thought of uh, the book uh, Cujo, because uh-huh. uh, the beginning of the book, it's like sort of a quasi-sequel to The Dead Zone, where the police officer, Frank, was like a serial killer, and then he he, di- he kills himself with like a pair of scissors and dies. But then like in the book, it's not in the movie, Frank, the evil serial killer, is like in the kid's closet, like as a monster, and then possesses Cujo. Like it's not just rabies that gets into Cujo. It's like right. the rabies was a way for Frank to like take over this dog. And I just thought of like the kid's interaction with the closet and stuff. I mean, obviously, we've seen closet horror, but you know, it, it did seem the beginning of Cujo. I'm sure Tinian's read it. <laughs> yes, I'm sure he has. <laughs> yeah, I just think he looks like a little like a little xenomorph, like a little humanoid xenomorph. That's what I yeah. got from him. But like creepier. <laughs> like a a creepy little E.T. xenomorph. <laughs> yeah. Um, hiding in the closet like E.T. His stance is very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like the subtleties they show, like his little feet are like very creepy. Yeah, and he like climbs up on the bed too. Yeah, no, yeah. it definitely, I mean, it brought up lots of classic sort of horror stories to me. Oh, you know, yeah. The, the yeah. doll with the long green fingernails. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a disturbing, that was like the scariest story in the world to me when I was a little kid. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anything with dolls. I was just like, no. <laughs> I want red nails. <laughs> yep so another good one from tinian yeah definitely check out issue two um, yeah he's uh he's killing it he is yeah and if you're all, y'all aren't reading a nice house definitely pick up the first trade of that it's very good oh it's awesome awesome mm-hmm. all right we'll do some uh some news There's sure a lot a lot going on um well, just some just some shows that you should be watching for sure. Uh, as you probably all know, Miss Marvel dropped uh, a couple weeks ago. I think they're on episode three. That just came out on Wednesday. Oh, okay, yeah, I got to catch up, but I really enjoyed uh, episode one quite yeah. a bit. Episode one was really really good, and I didn't think I was gonna like it like at all, just because of from the trailer. The trailers like made it look almost like cheap to me. Um, I think because I saw her costume and then like once you watch the first episode, you find out she's cosplaying. Yeah. In it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's awesome. Like, I mean, obviously the young characters 
have a special place in all of this. You know, it's like Peter Parker was that guy. He's not going to be that guy anymore because he's in a different place now. Right. He's an adult. He's graduated. Uh, But, you know, America Chavez in. uh, I mean, I I loved her like she was magic. And then Miss Marvel really hasn't been able to stretch yet. But like I also just but the fact that she's a fan. It's the first time where it's like she knows everything. She knows about all these things. She wasn't there. She read about it. Maybe she read even a comic adaptation of the battle against Thanos, you know, or whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's what's really cool, too, is like how the, the actress that plays her, she, her name is Iman Valani. She was a huge comic fan uh, before the movies oh, and, cool. or before the show. And she, she wasn't an actress, like, at all. Wow. So there was an open casting call um, for the show. And she, like, it was, like, her uh, her aunt on WhatsApp, because it's, like, really big in, like, the, you know, Pakistani uh, uh, community, mm-hmm. like, sent her, like, the link to the show. And she was, she said in an interview, she thought it was fake, first of all. She's like, this is a scam, auntie. Like, like this yeah. isn't real. And she's like, oh, no it is it's real um so she sent in just like a quick video of herself like doing the lines and like uh use like a voice modulator to do like the other part um and they called her back like that night and flew her out to LA the next morning like it was a dream you know come true like for her yeah and she she got the part like not even being like a professional actress or anything awesome um, being a fangirl which is such a cool such I a mean, cool thing. You that's know? a magical. That's just a magical story. A magical the, story. The history of nerddom and oh, comicdom yeah. and all that stuff. That's Absolutely. A, yeah. And the fact that she had read all the comics and she knew the part like so well. And yeah, what I when I really liked about the show too is they really did capture like the home life of Kamala. Yeah. Um. It it felt like it was just from the pages of the book, and then having and and her friendships too. Like that was like so dead on Um, yeah when when it first came out we were texting about it and i was just like i think this is like my favorite first episode of any of the marvel tv stuff um and you were like well that's because it focused on character development and it really is that it's like i was less interested once she got powers i just wanted to like watch her story and it's like you know i I wasn't expecting that either yeah not at all yeah, like when a show like at the end of the episode makes you feel like so good or you're just like smiling, you know, at the end, like, you know, yeah. they've done a really, really good job. Yeah. Um, if you like, looked at the Marvel card of this show, you look on the back, the stats, it'd be yeah. like charm is just yeah. like through the roof, yeah. like, you know, not charmed, though, not like the, the series charm. <laughs> no, just charm. This is just, it's just so charming. She's charming. Her friends are. Right. Uh, like i mean the the animated graffiti is like one of the just dopest things that they've ever done oh, yeah, i was she, so stoked she actually just draws in the show right yeah. and so yeah they they put all those cartoon like animated elements like throughout um and it works so well it almost reminded me of like the miles morales stuff too yeah but like in the, live action which is live crazy. action yeah and it's very um, new york it feels very new york um, oh yeah or is she in Jersey? Sorry, Jersey. Jersey, yeah. She goes to New York, though, right? I think that's where the yeah. con is, Where the right? con is, yeah. Which is yeah. super fun as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, like, the only... If I'm going to have to, like, pick a very small issue, um, which I know I like seeing some spoilers, is going to be... So how she gets her powers, right? Yeah, um, that was all a little strange. Yeah. And so she gets in the very first episode, she gets a, a bracelet um, from yeah. her family. And this is like how she adds on to like an element of her like costume because um, she's going to be cosplaying Captain Marvel. She needed some flair to her yeah. costume. Right. It has to be like a piece of her to add. Yeah. And so she gets this bracelet and this is how she's going to get her powers. And we all know that Miss Marvel in the comics is an inhuman. Sure. Um, so we're waiting for this like Terrigen mist, which is, uh, so we know that it is um, part of the Marvel universe now because in Agents or. Uh, uh, well, Black Bolt was in uh, yeah. 
Doctor Strange. Right. So we know that's all valid, right? Like it's yeah. all canon. Um, or even if they were trying to move away from the Inhumans, she could be a mutant, but she's not that yeah. either. But yeah, I mean, and, and they've had the Terrigen Mist in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. Mm, so I okay. don't know. And that that is canon. So technically, right? Yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't know why. Why did they? I mean, I'm assuming that they're trying to move away from because they did launch that Inhuman show. Right. And it, I don't think long. it went. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that him putting him in the movie was just like a this is like a send off, guys, like. It feels like they're not going to get into the Inhumans anytime soon to me, because that was their they were gearing that up when they didn't have the X stuff. Right. right. And they were it seemed like they were like, OK, well, we don't need the mutants. We'll just make we'll just everyone inhuman. Human. Yeah, exactly. And that's why they put them in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's why they they use that inhuman show. Yeah. Um, but then that bombed so bad. They're like, oh, oh, pull it back, pull it back. Yeah, yeah back. Well, the Eternals or whatever, right? Yeah. But then putting him in that in the movie and Doctor Strange seemed like, oh, well, maybe we will use them again. But then, <laughs> yeah. yeah, putting Miss Marvel and now using that bracelet and they're like, ah, we're not going to do the Terrigen Miss. It, it doesn't really make sense. It's like, that seems so easy. It's like all she just has to walk around Brooklyn, Terrigen Mist happens, she turns into an inhuman. It's very simple. Yeah. But instead, they're doing this thing that it's going to be some like ancient history from her past. And she's, I don't want to well, for anybody, but. Do you um, want to know my theory on all this stuff? Yeah. Right. In the comics, Shang-Chi, he's just the most badass motherfucker in right. the world. He's just the best martial artist, right? In right. the movie, what is it? these items right okay yeah. with her they took her power it's unique to her mm-hmm. now it's an item right. they know now that these people are gonna leave they're not gonna be here forever yeah. so if the powers are tied to a person it can't continue but if they're tied to an object well as we see with jane foster chris hemsworth doesn't need to be here further to be a thor the hammer can be wielded by whoever it can be wielded by and then you have a thor yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings. Someday Simu Lao won't be here, but yeah. the rings will be passed on. And I'm thinking right. that's the same thing with this bracelet. It's like, I think that's, it's unfortunate that the the capitalist system of it yeah. is doing that and feeding the story that way. But I, I do think that that's what's going on. Like well, that, I mean, that makes sense. But that, I mean, you can just say the same thing about Terrigen Mist, right? Like all you sure. need is mist and then they turn into an inhuman or they don't and they die. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> So yeah, I don't, it doesn't really make sense to me why you would have to change that unless you just really are like want to stay away from Inhumans because that show bombed that badly. I'm assuming it's I'm a little bit of the both, is, you yeah, know. Like I just no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get wanting to like take that part of the comic out where she like turned into a blonde hair, blue eyed girl. Sure, yeah, <laughs> that <weird>. was not. <laughs> they, didn't, they did not like that. Um, but we'll get, we'll get in humans in Fantastic Four number six. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> Johnny will go meet Crystal. Yeah. And they'll do all that and it'll be like, whoa, Black Bolt. Yeah. It's right. been 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be a completely different actor too, because and Anson Mount is his name. He'll be very old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, but yeah, everything else, that is my that is literally my only gripe. It's very small. Um, though I do hear in episode three, they reveal what her, you know, power or power source is and people are not happy about it. So oh. <laughs> we get there. We'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. See. It did seem like it was kind of like a green lantern ring thing. Yeah, it gets, you well, know, I unfortunately saw the spoiler today and it's, oh, it's okay. not that. <laughs> I'll keep watching. Yeah. Keep watching. <laughs> um so yeah but but miss marvel a great first episode Happy yeah um other new things obviously obi-wan the last episode was just up on wednesday i have not watched it yet you've only watched episode one mm-hmm. right which episode one i thought was really great not the movie episode one <laughs> <laughs> no it's not i rewatched that it's not <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean it's it's good uh it's just this star wars it's always this weird thing where it's like i fundamentally disagree with the idea of the show like i don't want 
I, I don't need that. I go to the new reaches of the universe, but it's executed so well right. that it's like, okay, well, I can get into this, but it's like, yet still, I don't want a Boba Fett show, even though I loved <laughs> Boba Fett, you know, like <laughs> I thought the show was awesome, but it's like, I don't need that. Give me a new Jedi, a new section of the universe. A new well, we're going to do that. They are doing that soon. We'll have every Star Wars thing ever. Yeah. Very and then I'll be complaining <laughs> about something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I liked the first episode a lot. I think Leia can get a little, you know, annoying sometimes, but. <laughs> yeah. But that is what she would be. She That's would what she would be. Yes. I mean, uh, and, and it gets, it does get a little worse. You're like, stop running away all the time. Like, why are you doing that? Like, ugh. <laughs> just let her get kidnapped. Um, but <laughs> which she does several times. Yeah. Uh, and then. I guess my biggest problem uh, with Vader, like who comes in, you know, uh, you'll see there's some choices that he makes that you're like, that, that just went, why? Why does that happen? <laughs> Anytime they touch Vader in any of the extended stuff, it's always like iffy. Like I've put down Star Wars novels because I'm like reading half a page of a Vader speech and I'm like, dude, he doesn't do that. Like no, he doesn't right. give speeches or monologues he can barely talk like right. <laughs> i'm just like i'm gonna close that book like yeah yeah and this is no different where he's at, and i mean thank god james Earl jones is still alive and he can still voice him um sure. and it, i did find out this interesting fact this is not a spoiler at all uh hayden christensen is not actually playing him Oh. um at all they made a big deal of that they made a big deal of that like it's literally because he's not tall enough to play him yeah <laughs> so it's just somebody else in the suit so it's like what is hayden christensen actually doing i mean he's like, just gonna I show up when they pull the helmet off in maybe, like episode maybe. four yeah i guess you do see that like you see him with the helmet off at some point um and you, then you finally do see him with obi-wan i think it's in episode three and i was like oh there he is like finally huh. <laughs> and and then I felt bad because I was like judging him the entire time. I was like watching very closely. I'm like, oh, is he going to be okay? Like, is he good? Like, oh, leave that poor guy alone. He wasn't the problem. He wasn't. No, and he wasn't. <laughs> he and he really wasn't, wasn't. He was much better in this scene, but I did feel really terrible because I was yeah. extra judgy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I in rewatching him, I was like, oh, I like this guy. It and everyone's bad. Everyone's like, terrible. Yeah. Ewan McGregor's a great actor. We know that. He's yeah. not very, he's like pretty wooden in those movies. Natalie Portman, great actor. She is awful. Annie. Yeah. Annie. Like it's just like off. So yeah. it's like I, I literally have no idea of what Hayden Christensen's capabilities are as an actor because I've only seen him in those. Yeah, I've seen him in a couple other movies and he was fine. Like he was totally fine. He played a, a, kill, a serial killer in this other movie and he was terrifying. He'd be so. good. I mean, I, I do. He plays sinister well. Like he pulls all that stuff off in those movies really good where you're like yeah. right away. You're like, this guy's weird. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. guy's off. Yeah. But just seeing him in that role again, it's just it's hard because I just have so many terrible flashbacks. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah I, I was fascinated that it's like okay so this miss marvel show i'm loving and i'm not the target audience and then this obi-wan show i'm so the target audience because right. like i was a little kid for the one two and three like i think i was like 14 right. when the third one came out yeah and it's like it doesn't nearly resonate as much as this like new thing you know yeah and like yeah i'm obviously a target audience for Star Wars just because i love star wars so much sure too, but i can't stop picking it apart like I, I wanted to love it like so much and it's just there's just so many bad choices in it like, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot where i'm just like that's not what would happen like what is this <laughs> lazy writing guys <laughs> so just keep watching you'll see what i'm saying I'm not gonna spoil it, but holy shit! <laughs> yeah, the one the one I'm stoked the most for is uh, the Ahsoka show. I don't know oh, anything yeah. about her from the, except for her one appearance. Like I didn't watch Clone Wars or anything, but mm -hmm. that to me speaks new, new direction. Where yes. something new, like right, you know, and yeah, it's been maybe getting to the more mystical side of all this. Sure, too. yeah, I, I am excited for that too. I don't care about this Rogue One show really because I'm like they're all gonna die. Like I don't need to. There's nothing. No. Yeah, that's all finalized. So the war part is my least favorite part of Star Wars. Yeah, 
I like the stars and yeah. the magic. Right. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see more about the Jedi's like space wizards. Give me that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, also in the news today. Uh, so there's going to be a Thunderbolts movie. Nobody asked for this, but apparently that's what's well, happening. <laughs> we could tell that they were kind of building a Dark Avengers. Uh, now we know that it's going to be a Thunderbolts. We're going to get Mm-hmm. Uh, what the I forget the the Captain America um, Agent X no it's not right <laughs> yeah what was his name I don't know John it's <laughs> like John or something John is his name <laughs> uh, that guy the guy who killed a guy <laughs> killed a kid uh, <laughs> that guy and then um, Florence Pugh uh, the white widow I guess um, yeah and then who else I, th- I think one other one's been set up but I mean, we kind of know the beginnings of the team. Right, right. Yeah, uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus is going to lead them all. Thank God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's... <laughs> which, is, which is fun. I'll watch anything with her. She's the greatest. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But they're, they're like, calling it uh, um, the Suicide Squad. Uh, a U.S. agent, that's what it is. Like Agent, yeah, yeah, X. Yeah. agent X is fucking uh, <laughs> Rob Liefeld's character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe he'll also join oh that'd be awesome i want the pouch though oh yeah he'll have lots of pouches <laughs> no but, the character uh, the pouch, uh, the pouch. <laughs> uh, john walker is his name there we go yeah 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 okay. yeah there's but potential yeah, there there's I think. potential sure i just hope they give him a different mask because i really every time i see it they just his ears like really stick out <laughs> I want to just cover his ears. I mean, I want him to be able to hear, but it's really, every time I look at it, I'm like, I'm so silly looking. (laughs) (laughs) The whole helmet thing. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so it's going to be an adaptation, a movie. I thought it was going to be a show. I'm actually surprised it's going to be a a movie. Yeah, Um, I guess they, I mean, that will be, I guess he'll be ascending to movie, but then, but then I'm like, who are they fighting? Like all that stuff. I have a lot of questions and it, it, I am interested, you know, cause it's, yeah. the, this is, would also be, we've had a show about a villain or a gray character or a couple right. gray characters, right? Yeah. Wanda and Loki, but we haven't had a movie. Yeah. Focused on dark or gray or just bad people. Um, and that will be interesting to see. Is this part of this, you know, cause it seems like they're diversifying, right? The Marvel Universe was going for everybody, and now we're getting kids stuff, and then we're also going to be getting more adult stuff. Yeah. They and have we'll... that pin you set up on Disney Plus now that like you have to enter a pin. <laughs> exactly. But will Thunderbolts be... And I mean, Doctor Strange was super gnarly. So <laughs> it's like, will Thunderbolts be more in that vein? I'd say, obviously. And it might be, you know, them testing that, or who knows? Because like that, if, if they do a Deadpool movie and it's R maybe Thunderbolts will be R. Okay. I mean, maybe not, but maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty funny though. Uh, so apparently Wyatt Russell is the guy who played John Walker mm-hmm. and they announced this and then he, they got a quote from him and apparently he had no idea. He said that they were doing this. He's like, oh, no. I didn't even know this was happening. Uh, and he said, he really didn't know. Uh, this is a quote. I quote, no, I really didn't know. You know, I'm not even, I'm not a moron. I mean, I know what they're thinking, but you know, this was shot in like 2019. <laughs> and we went, that's when we started shooting, when we started shooting. So that's like three years ago that I played this character. Uh, it came out later that year or whatever, but that was like a long time ago. <laughs> so he sounds like a real person, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Who's just like, I'm in a machine that I don't know what's going on right and it sounds like that's what it is where it's like you know i mean that's a pretty that's when the machine's this big it seems right. like there's a lot of oversight and that does seem like major oversight oh yeah major they didn't even get the main actor like signed yeah. on for it yet and they're like announcement and he's like what or it's like you orchestrate it where they get a call 
an hour after it's announced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, we, cause we don't want you to spoil it. We announced it, but like, now you're getting a call. Hey, we're doing this thing. Right. Yeah. Or they didn't call the U S agent, but they called his agent who hadn't called him yet. <laughs> yeah. May- maybe. <laughs> Anyways, are you US all excited about agent. Thunderbolts? I don't really care either way, but I'm sure we'll get a lot of people at the store looking for Thunderbolts comics now. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> They were all in the dollar bin like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's pretty much it. For... Um, we must, uh, a, a moment for, uh, you know, Tim Sale, who we oh, recently yeah. lost. Un, uh, yeah. Too young, very sad. One of the great legends of comics, I would definitely. say. Yeah, definitely. Um, condolences to his family. I mean, he was definitely one of my favorite artists i mean long halloween will always be one of my favorite batman stories of all time for sure for sure obviously continue to recommend it to everybody who ever wants a batman like a great batman story i put it into 15 pairs of hands at least oh yeah absolutely i mean i can't even count how many times i've recommended that book and yeah i mean even uh i know christian bale was a huge tim sale fan and he would look at his poses before he had to go do a a batman pose and stuff on set oh that's awesome i didn't know that yeah yeah he was most taken by tim sales art and kept those on set and would like look at them before a cool batman pose that he had to do that's awesome yeah and he was a really nice guy um and yeah 66 like way too young and yeah, losing this many greats like in such a short amount of time, like psh, what a what a hard hit to the community too. Oh, it's super hard. I mean, I I just think you know if you read comics, it's you know it's just more reason to show these people's work to people or other anyone's work. You know, like yeah, really recently I've heard a couple people like tell me like, hey, you got me. I'm like I'm down the road now on comics, and I'm like so stoked about that you know like my friend started he's reading the ninja turtle stuff he'd never read comics now he's like going down the road you know i've gotten like my girlfriend her co-workers and it's like that's the message here it's like just keep spreading that stuff you know show people the stuff you love and if you make comics buckle down and we'll do fucking better (laughs) you know like do your best work because these guys aren't here yeah and we're in some hard times right now too i know everyone's also buckling down money wise um sure so yeah just keep supporting comics and the arts and uh we will do our best to do the same on our end yeah (laughs) yeah um and thanks so much for listening everyone um we appreciate it and we will also try to do our best to keep putting episodes out (laughs) it's been hard the last couple months yeah we'll get get back onto a regular schedule yeah we will try to do that and maybe do a movie episode soon too because everyone keeps asking us about it oh cool movie episode yeah and so i'm thinking the doctor Doctor strange Strange. abc Absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like that's the the direction we need to go. Oh yeah, I can't I can't wait to watch that one. <laughs> I think it just blog. got like a like a Blu-ray or DVD release. Actually, it did. It is still just on YouTube too. So we can just watch it. There. Okay, so, yeah. but yeah, like the fact that it they're bringing that out. That's I know. Crazy. I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if y'all want to watch Doctor Strange, the original '70s version, yeah. uh, definitely take a gander at that, and then you can join us on our mystical adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, also, we just got a ton of Doctor Strange and Strange Tales in at the store too. So if you want to pick up any of those, uh, come to the store. Go get weird. Go get weird. This ain't my first weird trip, kid. <laughs> <laughs> proceeds to throw up <laughs> all right thanks so much this has been jessica balboni oh plugs plugs um yeah i'm robert negoesco uh you can follow me on instagram at r-o-b-e-r-t underscore n-e-g-o-e-s-c-o um i post my comics work there um updates on all the stuff i'm working at and then if you search that name on youtube uh that's my YouTube page. I post 
podcast other podcasts videos all sorts of cool stuff so uh those are the two best spots to keep in touch with me mm-hmm. and you can follow the store at escapist comics i'm not gonna spell it y'all figure it out uh <laughs> or uh follow me at jessa balboni j-e-s-s-a-b-a-l-d-o-n-i um on all my social needs also follow the store at tiktok or you know all the other places it's yeah all, all the places all the places all right mm. thanks so much and we'll talk to you guys soon bye-bye bye take care